0: Hello, and welcome to another Healing Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and today I'm speaking with Jim Self of MasteringAlchemy.com. We're going to talk about quantum physics and how we can change our energy fields going into fifth dimensional consciousness. Welcome, Jim. Hello. Thank you for being here. Loren, nice to be with you. Thanks before we get into that juicy stuff of quantum physics and how we can change our energy field and the work that you do with alchemy, let's first get an update on where we are here in on planet Earth. We just came through the 11-11-11 event, and we've got just about a year before 12-21-2012. Can you explain what's going on?
1: Oh, how long do you have? <laughs> This is, a, this is quite an amazing period that we're in. This shift of consciousness is so very real, and yet many people are looking for external signs of something going on. And there are plenty of external signs, but this is an internal experience that we're having. You are being changed significantly in who you have been to who you are becoming. So if I was to be simple about it, the you who you have been the all of that external wrappings that we play in the who i am my job my wife my husband my kids my all of those kind of things to a great extent that's never been who you are but we do a great job at being who we are not and in the process of that there is now the shifts going on you are starting to lose relationship to that third-dimensional set of realities. In a very simple way, you're losing a lot of your memories. You really don't know who you were even weeks ago, months ago, let alone years ago. There's just so many changes that are going on. And the reason I say you're losing your memory, you begin to move from this consciousness, which is not the house, the chair, the tree, the dog, the job, the car you drive. That's all form. The third-dimensional consciousness is really about a structure in which we live our lives, and that structure is beginning to dissolve, fall apart. The, the aspect of linear time, the, who the, the past, present, future, and then we die aspect of how we think time works time is an application. It is not a fixed structure. So time itself is beginning to change rather dramatically. Most people are aware that time seems to be going much faster. And in fact, time is collapsing. You're losing access to time. You're beginning to be driven into a present time moment. And in that present time moment, the who you have been in the past, and based on what they told me in the past I should do, or based on what I hope does not happen to me again in my future, that whole concept is beginning to somewhat dissolve. And so what you're starting to experience is a loss in relationship to how you have perceived yourself. And to a great extent, a lot of that loss and how you perceived yourself is all around, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not attractive. I'm not smart enough. I don't fit in. They don't like me. And all of the behavior patterns and belief systems that we've created that we walk around believing is who we are. That's all beginning to fall away. And as we go into this next year, you're going to lose much more of those reference points. The trick in this shift is you are not being handed the new reference points in any kind of discernible way to a great extent. So many people are finding they're losing their passion for, or many of their fears are all going away, and yet I don't know how to replace myself. Sure, who I am, I don't have. I don't have any goals anymore. I don't have any passions anymore, and that's one of the things that you're starting to see as this shift unfolds. The 11/11 process is a remarkable set of events that occurred.
0: 11/11 is great. That was a very powerful event around the world because so many groups came together. The
1: 11/11 was something that was really was is unfolding. Is very extraordinary, and. The intellectual mind is not going to grasp this because it is not really in most of our realities that what I'm about to tell you is even possible. Although we pray for it, we meditate for it, we've hoped for it for thousands of years, but in the simplest terms, what I just witnessed with about four or 500 people and what we were directed to do with the archangels for an entire year in preparation for 11-11, is effectively that concept of Christ is light as religions have taught it for many times, the second coming is what just occurred. Now, I said it's not intellectually something that you grasp because to a great extent in the religious structures, people are waiting for some man to show up again and be a radiant ball of gold and light. The reality is the man, the Jeshua, the Jesus of 2,000 years ago, was in simple, very respectful terms, a very um, enlightened being that came into a body that said, I've got a message. And at that particular time, that message was anchored into the planet. And then it was lost. It was not able to be held or grasped. This shift of consciousness as it's been very much unfolding uh, very non-stop since 1987, at the time of the Harmonic Convergence, all the way into 1111, there has been tremendous conscious awareness that has been increased. And you're seeing it externally all over the world in people asking for freedom and beginning to say enough. That level of consciousness was enough to basically draw this Christed light let me define that, again, which has no religious connotation. It is a vibration, an aspect of creator itself that is very calm, and very peaceful, very harmonic. It is massive in terms of the light fractals and the knowledge that it holds. But at that time, and there's a much more of a story to this, that, that 1111, that Christ did light was re-anchored into the planet. And the anchoring of that Christed light in the planet was an extremely astonishing event because as Archangel Metatron has explained to me that a long, long, long time ago before the earth even had formed it was one of 12 fully Christed planets in all that is. Only 12. And it was an integral part of many aspects of great beings being able to come onto the Earth and experience themselves from non-physical uh, experience into a physical form. And they would come and go. But in the process of many coming and going, they, um, the, the, the level of the, the capacity of the Earth to hold that crisis state fell, which is a big portion of the fall of consciousness. And for millions of millions of years, the earth has not been able to recreate that Christed level. What Metatron explained was he, the archangels, uh, beings that are referred to as the lords of light, the Elohim, petitioned the creator and basically created a template, a format, a schematic, a plan, if you would, and uh, to hold that Christed light that the earth once held and basically put it back into the earth. but. It was unattainable for the Earth to raise up, it needed to rise its vibration. And as Metatron explained, it's only today that the ability of human consciousness to support the Earth, bring that up, has occurred. So that event on 11.11 was astonishing, and it was only the entry point. It is now beginning to blossom into something that, again, will become a fully Christ's planet. And it's so exciting. You know, we get to play and where I get to play and, and many of the people that play in Mastering Alchemy get to play is, is we're no better than anybody else. When But this particular group of people are being taught weekly by the archangels. And this group of people are being directed very clearly let me step back. What I was asked back in the year 2000, approximately, the archangels said we have a we have a belief that there is an opportunity to accomplish something that has never ever been accomplished before. We believe that there is a pathway that if enough of walk this pathway, not only will we accelerate their own personal ascension, but there will be a doorway that will be created that will be so visible in light that. All of mass consciousness will be pulled through that doorway into the fifth dimension. The last time it was attempted in Atlantis, it didn't work, it failed. Not all went, but this time, all will go. Now, I need to explain that again in a minute, but that was what the Archangel said. And so since the year 2000, we've been walking on this path and being verbally taught by the archangels to bring about this period of time that's coming next year. And and when that Christ of light was presented, it was overwhelming. It was an amazing emotional experience. Just to be told that story by Metatron and I've left out little pieces, not purposely, but just for a time. And
0: I do want to just mention a little bit of your background because you mentioned talking with the archangels. Since childhood, you could remember experiences in your sleep state and then that expanded into relationships with archangels, ascended masters, and teachers of light. And you also worked in the business world. Can you explain before we go deeper how you got into speaking with the angels and being able to walk your path with such confidence and
1: trust. Well, thank you. You know, I I still pick my nose occasionally, so don't, you know, and and I can walk on that puddle as long as it's about an eighth of an inch deep. So, you know, I'm no different than anybody else, and we all have our path to walk. I have been very fortunate uh, from the standpoint of the number of things that I've been able to participate in, and what I'm very clear on is every one of those experiences that I've had were all setting this period of time up where I'm playing right now. And so I've been fortunate to have been elected to a to City Council in San Jose, California for two terms and an advisor to the President of the United States. Those are outrageous experiences. They were wonderful on some hands and they were disgusting on others. But in the process of understanding the human nature in, in that political situation, it gave me a great frame of reference for today. And same thing in the business world, I built and sold corporations, and um, watching human nature in that experience and beginning to understand aspects of greed and power and, and helplessness by many people that get taken advantage of that, that was all a training ground for today. And so the relationship with the archangels really began to become conscious more so. I mean, I'm never. One of the things that happens when people um, grow up or when they're young, you're born fully loaded. You have all of your clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient skills. That little soft spot on the top of your head is where you're created. You're connected to Creator, and you don't forget. But as you begin to give more attention to mom, dad, teacher, minister, you begin to lose that relationship. And As the mom, dad, teacher, minister say, do as I say, I'm the big one, you're the little one, and we go, okay, and we give up our seniority, which is part of the game. Those aspects of clairvoyance, for example, they just kind of get turned down, or in many people, we just stop paying attention to that, because that's just noise, but mom, dad, teacher, minister is the truth in my third-dimensional reality. In my reality, I didn't turn it off. And it was challenging, as it is for many people who are considered light workers and sensitive people, spiritual people today, they didn't turn it off or they didn't know how to deal with it. The challenge was when you have your clairvoyance wide open or your clairsentience, your ability to feel other people turned on, it is a challenge because you're walking in a perpetual lie. Do as I say, not as I do. And so you are constantly feeling, hearing, and seeing other people. And guaranteed, many of the people listening to your show are very much in that experience. In my case, it never took me out. It allowed, it caused me great difficulty growing up. But as I began to understand more what it was, and then as I began over the last 30 years teaching clairvoyance and understanding the dynamics of it, it was in about the year 2000 that in my sleep space, I started becoming more and more aware of that etheric realm of consciousness where everybody lives. Every one of us goes home every single night. What do you think you do in those eight hours that you sleep that you can't remember? You begin to detach from the physicalness of the body and that emotional etheric body, same body, takes you in a much more fine-tuned level home. you try to come back and then you come back into it's as if you're listening to a fine flute playing in a in a single quiet setting and then all of a sudden the star-spangled banner erupts into all of its magnificence the flute's still there but it's drowned out by the noise of that great band and that's what happens every night when you come back home the difference for me and other people is I go home when I come back I remember where I was and it's in that context that everything that I've been doing all my life has been really a training ground for this experience right now it's kind of
0: wonderful let's talk more about dreams because what if you've got dreams that are frightening or outlandish where we are flying or there's fantasy dreams. What's that all about?
1: Well, there's a bigger question to dreams than just that. And and to a great extent, what is most important is understanding what that environment is. You see, we have grown up in kind of a third-dimensional environment. And the structure that I mentioned earlier has numbers of components to it. It has duality to it, black and white, up and down, left and right. It has time in terms of linear time, past, present, past, present, future, and then you die. Then there are other dimensions that you are simultaneously living in. And one of those dimensions is the fourth dimension. You're simultaneously, and you have been all your life, living in a fourth dimensional consciousness. The definition of a fourth dimensional consciousness Unlike a third dimensional consciousness, in third dimension, you live in past and future predominantly. I hope what happened to me then doesn't happen to me in my future. Or what they told me was the truth is what I believe and I'm going to follow into my future. In third dimension, there's very little present time. You don't spend very much in present time. When you're in present time in the third dimension, you're in a reactionary present time, meaning, oh my God, that wasn't supposed to happen. You're in present time, there is no past and future in that moment. But in fourth dimension, you live in present time all the time. Present time is about now. You see, when you're in present time, you have choice. You don't have choice when you're in the past, in the future, in reaction. Now, I distinguish that because The third dimension is being dissolved. All of the third dimension duality also has a lot of fractured emotion and thought in it. Thoughts are electrical, emotions are magnetic. And in that context, we live in those emotions and in fear and in past and future to a great extent. That structure is all falling away. That's why there's so much turmoil in people's space today and it will become even greater in the near future. I'm answering your question about dreams. In the fourth dimension, present time, and in the fourth dimension what is now happening is we are being moved into present time more and more. In a fourth dimensional reality, your thoughts and your emotions determine your reality. And so one of the things that happens is if you hold thoughts and emotions that are very heavy, ugly, the heaviest, the worst, murder, rape, incest, domination, slavery, and you enjoy them. Those vibrations are very heavy. In in a fourth dimensional space, one of the things that happens is thought doesn't just go poof and disappear when you're done thinking the thought you just thought. Thought goes somewhere and the heavier thoughts go into what is known as the astral plane Fourth dimensional thought that has never been manifested in a third dimensional reality, and there are lots of those thoughts, they more or less float in this fourth dimensional reality. The heavier ones will sink lower into the fourth dimensional reality. The higher ones, the faster ones, the lighter ones, the airier ones, butterflies and puppy dogs and little children smiling, Have you ever noticed how you have a nice thought, but it doesn't linger very long? But when you have a very ugly thought, it doesn't go away. It's very hard to get unstuck from those heavier thoughts. When you go into that sleep space, when you leave the physical world and you go into that astral world, you are in a fourth-dimensional reality, but you are depending on what you think in your third-dimensional reality. If I think murder, rape, incest, is a wonderful thing in my third dimensional reality, and I try to go to sleep, that electromagnetic field that I create with my third dimensional thoughts is very sticky. And as I try to go to sleep and leave the body, I I separate from the physical body and I begin to leave. And those magnets of the thoughts of sex incest, murder, rape, as I begin to pass through that lower dimensional realm, it's like two magnets pulling me together. They've done amazing studies with, with murderers and people in prison, and they simply say, I, I'm terrified to go to sleep. And the reason is, is every time they go to sleep, what they think in their conscious third dimensional reality is what they experience in their higher fourth or lower fourth dimensional sleep space. So when people dream, there's two answers to this. That is typically what'll happen. If you are a person that has nice, wonderful, light, airy thoughts, you pass right through that lower fourth dimension. There's nothing there to grab you. There's nothing attractive to it. So dreams are also something that um, most people have when they come back into the body. You see, you leave the body, you pass through those 4th dimensional zones and you go into an etheric realm. When you come back into the body, you get closer and closer to the body. If you think about it, you really have dreams and most people have dreams in two places. You have dreams when you come back into the body when you wake and you have dreams when you wake up to pee in the middle of the night. So you you never come fully back into the body but you know how to find the bathroom. And so Those are the two places where most people identify dreams. And so as we begin to move into this state of shift, the third dimension is beginning to dissolve. You're losing your relationship to much of that who you are not. Sense of thought, of anger, of emotion, of I'm not okay. As that's all being cleared away from you, you have less stickiness when you start to pass through that lower fourth-dimensional realm of consciousness, this is where the shift becomes very, very interesting and is is very substantial in terms of what's happening right now. So let me see if I'm giving you an okay answer, and then I'll tell you more if you're interested.
0: Keep going.
1: So, this third dimension um, The reactionary third dimension, the duality of good and bad right and wrong and should and shouldn't. I mean, if you think about it, if we took good, bad, right, wrong, should, should not out of your vocabulary, you know, we could tap you on the head with a little magic wand and you never have any recall of those kind of things. Would you be a different person? Would you express yourself differently if you did not have good and bad and right and wrong and should and shouldn't in your consciousness? I have not found anybody yet who says, no, I'm still gonna be a mean, rotten person. So as that's all being stripped away, you are being moved into a period of time in the not too distant future where your thoughts are instantaneous. I would like an apple, and the apple is going to appear in your hand. That's not too far away. There are also four different stages of present time, and they're there to buffer you. Because if what, so let me ask you, if you could have everything you think, would you be willing to live in that state of consciousness? What you think is what you get. Would that be acceptable to you right now?
0: Wow. Um for me, yes, and we'd have to very we'd have to be very careful about our thoughts and what we think. We have to be so, very pure.
1: Sure. So so I'm I'm just using you but I'm talking to everybody. Yeah. Would you be willing to risk living in that state of consciousness where you are required to manage every thought, every emotion? every action, every instant. There are not too many people when it's presented to them like that that say, oh, yeah, I'm ready, let's go. Because the reaction that you have, I wish you were dead, the guy who just cut you off from the freeway, and the words just somehow float out of your mind. Are you willing to live that life? And a reasonable for... Per- reasonable person's answer is no way. I am not prepared to manage myself in those terms. But yet those are what's about to come in the shift. So the reason that the universe is helping you clear away the who you are not, all of those emotions that say I'm not attractive, I don't fit, nobody likes me, I'm not smart. See the real reality One of the only truths that I'll ever say is the truth is you cannot be not okay. It's impossible for you to be not okay. However, you can wear lots of coats and pairs of shoes that say, I'm not okay. How do you present yourself to the world every single day? Well, maybe not you all because you're all spiritually enlightened people. But look at the person that steps in front of you, your brother, sister, your uncle, all very third dimensional people and and you say how are you doing and they go oh i'm fine somehow i'm fine and their physiology or their tone or just the colors in their aura do not match i'm fine and so we have all come to believe i'm not okay because and then we wear those coats And we demonstrate them every single day. But I guarantee you, one of the only truths I will say out loud is it is impossible for you to be not okay. No matter how hard you try, there will become a moment when you'll realize and you go, I get it. It's all been theater, props, staging. I've been an actor in a big play, and that's not who I am. That moment is coming for everybody on this planet. However, it is not coming all at the same time. So those who think 12-12-12 is gonna become this magical moment where you're gonna go poof into a, a you know, a ball of white light, and you're gonna have a long white beard and a robe, and you're going to be enlightened. Mm, I wouldn't hold out for that. It's all about clearing that emotional, mental body, of those thoughts that you think unconsciously that have nothing to do with you. And you're going to find that people are all going into this fifth dimension. It's already, it's done deal. It's all happening. However, you will not all go at the same time because everybody is not masterful enough to hold that fifth dimension. Are you capable of being there? Absolutely. But what happens is in that fifth dimensional space, The vibrational field is so much different. It is uh, so full, a word like "e" has a completely different vibrational texture to it and experience than a word like, you know, take it easy in the third dimensional reality. You begin to hold vibrational fields of light, graciousness and kindness and cooperation Co creation. You simply is who you are. In a fifth dimensional reality where you already are a citizen, you are just remembering yourself. But in that level, words like safety or trust do not exist. There is nothing that is unsafe and there's nothing to distrust as you begin to experience these fifth dimensional consciousness. You are expected be certain and capable and senior in your own presence. You are expected to be kind and gracious. You hold a level of, it's almost royalty and legalness in that fifth dimensional consciousness. You are better than none, and yet this overwhelming sense of respect and dignity and humility is simply who you are. There's no second opinion. It's a presence that is so wonderful to sit within. Everybody is on the journey to be there.
0: You say that alchemy is done by changing the frequency of thought, and you alter the harmonics of matter and use the elements of love to create the desired results. That is what quantum physics says is so important as well.
1: Well, yes, and you know, if you want to take it another step, the vatican has just determined that what quantum physics is saying about charged particles is the Christed light in the creator itself they have come out and said what quantum physics is finding is what they have believed was the truth of the creator all along i'm not it's, i mean that's a remarkable set of interacting points of consciousness because you know and but what has been said all along that spirituality and science will find a common point of reference. So this concept of changing the harmonics of thought or the frequency of thought, if you think about it, you know what it feels like to, to, be, to be depressed or angry or resentful. You also know what it feels like to be excited, ecstatic, happy. Those two frequency ranges are so very different. If I said to you when you're depressed and angry, nice white shoelaces, you'd go, what do you mean by that? If I said to you when you were excited that I saw your, your husband sitting at the bar with your best friend last night, you'd, in some cases you'd go, great, hope they had a good time. You, you would think about it and decide, hmm, I don't think so in a minute. But the ability to not engage with emotions or dramas or thoughts when you're in a higher, faster frequency range. It's as if the molecules are much further apart. When you're happy, excited, enthusiastic, non-engaged in the third dimensional game, your ability to experience possibility becomes available to you. But when you're in depression, anger, resentment, there are no possibilities. Because that energy gets so frozen, the molecules get so static, and restricted that there is no choice that's what the third dimensional structure is there is no choice third dimension is un is conditional there is nothing unconditional in the third dimension you have to get into present time fourth dimension to begin to have a sense of non conditional Sure. But the unconditional love that we talk about, you cannot even begin to experience that until you start to play in a fifth dimensional experience. And so is that fifth dimensional experience something that people have fleetingly experienced? No, oh, absolutely. It's something that can be brought into the body. But for the most part, it is not a physical condition. It is a state of consciousness. And so when you can change the frequencies of thought, you begin to have the capacity to alter the harmonics, the sound frequencies of matter. See that things that most people don't have a, awareness of is that chair that you're sitting in. It's not made of m- material things, it's made of sound temples. If you change the harmonic sound frequency of that chair, that chair will completely disintegrate right where where it is. Now, understanding how to do that takes a little bit of knowledge, but that's what the alchemy of consciousness is all about. When you begin to start to utilize the frequencies of love, the vibrational patterns of love. Love is not one little definition that says, oh, I love you, I have this emotional feeling for you and attachment for you. Love is graciousness and kindness and beauty and the smile and the heart and really everything. We, We third dimension, we restrict it down to something that is very, very minimal. But when you start to understand that love is not a feeling it is an application of great capacity, then you start to find access into the higher non-physical realms of consciousness. Let me just put that into perspective. In a conversation with Metatron one time, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, you know, of all of the levels of consciousness, realms of consciousness, states of awareness that I know, all of the levels of what you call being." in all that is, and Metatron's been around a long time, he said, very, very, very few of those levels of consciousness have any awareness of form and physicalness at all. This is an experiment. It is a very tiny grain of sand in all that is. And it's a wonderful experiment. But most levels of consciousness have no idea this experiment even exists according to Metatron
0: so we're very honored to be here to be able to experience this we talked about the leaving the body and the spirit while we're dreaming and is that what we're going to be really doing in the fifth dimension is that what the fifth dimension is really like being able to travel and then is that what happens with death and with this ascension? Will we end that cycle of life and death? Yes,
1: you will. It has already been ended For Everything starts from a spiritual space and then into a mental, emotional, and physical space. Four bodies, if you will. The, when the body is vibrating in this template, that has now been made available, this Christed consciousness. It is in a state of constant rejuvenation and relaxation. There's nothing wrong. When the body is in a state of fear, anxiety, resentment, and all of those type of thoughts, every vibrational frequency of thought has a relationship to an organ or an aspect of the physical body. Thoughts are electrical Emotions are magnetic. And so if you have a simple thought, it is an electrical frequency. But if you begin to wrap it with an emotion, for example, I say to somebody or somebody says to me, you have a funny nose. A moment ago, I was in a state of ease. I was happy walking down the street and somebody says, you have a funny nose. The first thing I do is I say, I wonder why they said that. And then all of a sudden I have a memory recall in my past where growing up my nose was bigger than my face and I have this remembrance and it doesn't feel very good. And then I do something very specific. I start to wrap that thought with an emotion. Gee, am I that ugly? Am I that bad? This is not a good thing. I don't think this is gonna be nice. Am I really not okay? You know that place? and you start to repeat that that thought and the emotion that goes with it. You ever see one of those large junkyard cranes, you know, the big cranes that pick up buses and trucks and metal and move it from one side to another? Effectively, all that is is a block of steel hanging on the end of a chain. The steel has magnetic properties, but it is not a magnet. But when you wrap one electrical wire around it one time and you plug it in, you just created a very weak electromagnetic field. If you wrap the wire around it 10 times, a hundred times, a thousand times, you create this enormous electromagnetic field. So when you say, am I that ugly, that not attractive, I don't fit, I'm not smart, nobody's gonna like me, I know I'm gonna make a mistake, I'm really gonna make a fool out of myself, every thought that you have around that concept of i'm not okay begins to create this electromagnetic field that starts to pull on the physicality the organs all of the bloodstream begins to be affected by this field that you create with your thought patterns so you're walking down the street in ease somebody says you have a funny nose you drop into the mental body it becomes a state of this big hyphen ease uncomfortable but as soon as you add the emotion to it, like, oh, this isn't good, I'm not okay, the big hyphen gets much smaller and you're in a state of dis-ease. If you run that thought long enough, as in all your life, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I don't deserve, I'm never going to amount to anything, eventually it drops into the physical and the hyphen goes away and the word becomes disease. The body cannot endure that and it eventually dies. In this state of consciousness with this Christed light now on the planet and many of the new templates or old templates of consciousness that have now replaced the veils of ignorance and forgetfulness, the ability to step into that present time moment, fourth dimension, And when somebody says you have a funny nose, you simply can go, well, that's a choice. Thank you for your opinion. I hope you have a nice day. Now we really do that all day long anyway. We simply dismiss thoughts that don't have a little place to magnetically catch to us. And so in the Mastering Alchemy work, we really teach a lot about words and the vibrational frequency of thought. And so if you are in, I'm not okay, I don't deserve, and somebody says, where'd you get those white shoelaces, you have a funny nose, you have a whole big reaction. But when you're in an excited place, you say, yeah, my nose used to be much funnier. You should have seen it when I was a kid. And you go about your business. You don't grab a hold of that thought and wrap it with an emotion. As we go forward and you begin to get more comfortable with your ability to own and live in certainty, and capable, and happy, and there's a presence that begins to form around you. It's a strength in the aura field. You begin to understand graciousness and command of your presence. You start to find that you don't grab a hold of those thought frequencies. You begin to have such a presence that you can observe and then choose and then act on your situation rather than shoot ready aim, which is what you do in third dimension. As you begin to hold these vibrations, you begin to realize how much of the world around you that you have been very engaged with all your life has absolutely nothing to do with you at all. What other people think is none of your business. Your business is about your business. And in the process of that, allowing them to think what they think, and then continue to move through those scenes of the experience. As you begin to grasp that concept, and you also start to grasp a concept that I simply call one plus one is three. Allow people to be where they are without engaging. Watch for a point when they're very vulnerable and then simply reach your hand out and uplift them. Take them to the next level, to the higher road, because everybody is very vulnerable in those same I'm not okay thoughts. But as you begin to be aware of yourself and be able to hold your own certainty and command, the ability to uplift and nurture and provide well-being to others begins to be the part of your purpose that you fulfill. See, it's very interesting. You have two parts to your purpose. One is 100% about your personal growth, 100%, and 100% about your service to others. The magic is when both of them operate in the same frequency range, and you are operating in your own growth and service to others. That's what this did vibration that's now on the planet at eleven eleven is going to move like a huge wave through this next year into 12-12-12 and then beyond because 12-12-12 is not the end at all.
0: Yeah, you said that in the not-too-distant future, this shift will take place, but then you also mentioned that it's not all going to happen at the same time. So would you say that the shift is really more of a shift within
1: Oh, it's absolutely a shift within. And it is an external shift also. I mean, the trees are not going to go away. The rivers are not going away. The mountains are not going away. They may be moved a little bit in this next year, two, three, four years. That's the Earth's ability to kind of stretch and birth itself. But the ability to uh, experience Experience yourself. This shift is not just now happening. It's been going on for some time. The, The veils of ignorance, forgetfulness of being stripped away so that you can find yourself, remember yourself, realign, rebuild yourself. And so, but what is about to happen that is going to be very impacting to most is they are very focused on the external world around them. And the external world around them the world that we know as the financial institutions, the governmental institutions. You know, if you think about it, can you name me one structure that is healthy in our general society? Finance, uh, medical institutions, educational welfare, you know, on and on, the the, the, the legal system, you know, Mm -hmm. there's not one system that is healthy and all of them are now being taken apart. We have said consciously and as spirits, no more. There is no longer a period of time that we will continue in this indebted in bondedness. and bondedness. The results of that statement you're seeing in many ways. You're seeing in the Arab Spring, all through the Middle East, that's unfolding no more domination, and slavery. I'm an individual person with great capacity. The Wall Street movement, same exact movement. You're seeing it in many, many places. But what is happening as the external world falls apart, all of the fear that each one of us holds is purposely being driven out of the body. You can't take your baggage with you on this journey. And so, The challenge in this next year is that if you can get quiet and focused and hold these vibrations of certain and capable and access the smile and the heart and allow what's outside of you to move around without you engaging in it, you're going to find that most of that had nothing to do with you at all. And you're going to find your ability to walk through the scenes of it is going to become increasingly important to you. But if you continue to believe that I need to put my finger in that electric light socket over and over and over, didn't read the instructions, but I believe repeat as often as possible is what's required, then as the world around you becomes um, disassembled, there's going to be a lot of challenge for that belief system. So the people that I would assume are listening to your show are people of consciousness and There there are no bad people out there, but there is a lot of pain that talks very loudly. But if you can learn to disengage from what other people's paths are, allow them their path, and begin to look at how you hold judgment, how you hold condemnation, how you hold righteousness and opinion about other things. Just understand those are the rocks that you're carrying in your backpack that you cannot take with you on this journey.
0: And you're, you're a healer's healer and a teacher's teacher, and you help your students help others. Will we get the job done in time? There is no time.
1: And you see, the, 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 from my point of reference, particularly that point in the sleep space where I watch this unfolding, the game has been resolved. We Everybody is going home. It, not only on this planet, but third-dimensional consciousness is vast. It's not just in this solar system. There are large segments. There, there are actual universes, according to Uriel, Archangel Uriel, that are effectively quarantined. You can't go in and you can't come out. The reason is... Is in the fall of consciousness, which is a whole other story that's just absolutely remarkable, is in the fall of consciousness, when a group of creator gods, let's call them good guys, were creating with the light of the creator and their own free will, they began to be more enamored with their own creations without the light of the creator. And at some point, it was said that you can, because you have free will, see, they ne- you can never take away something that's been given. You can continue to create, but if you create on on this side of the line with your own energy, you don't have the access to the creator's light. But if you create on this side of the line, that's my simpleness talking, you have all the access to the creator's light you wish. And many of those creator gods continue to create with their own light. And those patterns began to be distorted and mutated. And they began to operate very rapidly and they began to contaminate many aspects of all that is. And so that's why the earth fell, is because of that level of contamination. Let me be really clear. There were no bad angels. There were no bad people. There was no wars that were fought in heaven. It was simply a creative process that was done without all of the creator's light. And that story has now been resolved, and it's time to go home. All over the universe is, plural, that third-dimensional reality is being changed, and one of the parts of the story that's so absolutely remarkable is a great portion of this fall of the earth from that christ status now being restructured and re recreated and risen back up to its natural state is because of humanity's passion and love to simply become free in the light of the creator. That statement by humanity that is now being demonstrated across the world in the hearts of the vast majority of consciousness on the planet. Don't misunderstand the most homeless person, the sleaziest slime on the planet. As the Creator in his or her heart, they everyone is in this transformational period, so judge not who lies there on the street or is in a certain status in life because they're going home. Some of the people that are in the most pain are the ones who have been kind of brought into if I could call it use it very simply kind of that darker side of life. they hate it. That's not their intention. They're fighting harder than many others. You're gonna see many remarkable things in this next two, three, four year period where things there's no way a change could come about you're going to see changes from the inside that were never expected because there are good people who have been playing bad games for a long time that are simply going to say, just like the, the, the students in the Middle East and the people on Wall Street, they're going to, you're gonna see people who are the workers, the, the big brokers on Wall Street simply say, enough, I can't do this anymore, it's not correct. You're about to see the most remarkable change you will ever witness in your realities. This is such an amazing time that we're in. But it's an internal awareness that watches from the inside out rather than engages from the outside in.
0: So that's going to be a very interesting transition. I've heard that some say there's going to be no more money. There'll be not a need for money. But we still have to get there from here. So that's going to be very interesting to watch.
1: Well, yes, we're in the transition That's what this is, is the transition. I started off from this point. See, you are losing your awareness and your memories. Those memories that you are losing also are about a set of beliefs that simply have never supported you but have worked. And many of those beliefs, each one of us holds as an absolute truth about how the game is played, but put it in this context. If you grew up in a period of time that was called winter and you only knew winter and you've never heard about or seen or experienced spring, summer, or fall, and all of a sudden I start talking to you about spring, summer, and fall, and how there's colors on the leaves, and yet you just see bare trees. Is it possible that you can embrace what I'm telling you from that point of view? And the answer pretty much is no, there's no truth. I've never seen something called summer or fall. And so if I said to you underneath this big, hard sheet of water that is called ice, There is something that's fluid and actually very wonderful to play in. And you would say to me, there's no reality that supports your point of view. That's where we are. We are about to go through the plane of the galaxy in such a way that the magnetic fields are going to change very significantly. You're already seeing it. The magnetic field around the Earth is being altered every single day now, with the solar winds, with the coronal mass ejections, with these huge bursts of light that are coming from the center of the galaxy. All scientifically documented by the Planck and the uh, solar observatories. Astonishing experiences: bursts of light that are off the meters. Those vibrations are changing how the Earth is functioning very significantly. You're going to see in this coming year a rapid deterioration of the magnetic north pole alignment. Now let me be really clear, you're going to see a shift in the north pole magnetic alignment. That is not anything to do with some of your people who are very biblical. We're not talking revelations where the earth is going to turn upside down. That is not going to happen but the magnetic field is going to change. And in the not too distant future, you're going to see a singular magnetic field that holds the earth in a very different dimensional consciousness than what we know. So what I'm saying to you is all that you know about winter is all that you know, but you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know but you are about to find out some most remarkable experiences. You're going to see a tree that has only been barren through the winter, burst into color, flowers, green, beauty, warmth. If you only know cold, it's very hard to even consider warmth, but you are about to become warm for the first time in your awareness.
0: That's what this shift is about. And when you say it's going to become a singular magnetic field, that's the end of polarity, the end of duality. Yes, it is.
1: It's called the fifth dimensional consciousness. So if a fifth dimensional consciousness was to occur, and I've said very clearly you cannot take your baggage with you on this journey, and I've also said very clearly you are losing your memory, you're going to find that on this journey... If I could be very simple, and if we were to treat you as a a line that's 10 inches or 12 inches long, let's say 12 inches long, but you only know the distance from from inch three to inch five, what you're about to do, or inch three to inch four, is you're about to lose all your recollection of the inch from three to four, and you are about to expand awareness into inches six and seven. So your new awareness is going to be on that little ruler measurement. All of a sudden you're going to know from number four to number seven, but you've never seen number five, six, and seven yet. And so as you begin to blossom, to grow, to begin to have awareness in these other areas, it's a direct function of getting into present time, fourth dimension, being able to choose the reality you wish to experience rather than be in a reaction to the reality that you have known and beginning to allow a very important word to be a concept in your reality and the word is paradox it simply means what was true a minute ago may no longer be true and what was false a moment ago may no longer be false once you can allow possibility into your reality, your third dimension reality is going to fall away. That third dimension reality says, she was bad when she was young, she's always going to be bad. I could never trust him when he was smaller, you'll never be able to trust him when he's older. No flexibility, no fluidity, no possibility. That's called stuck or third dimension. When you can begin to embrace choice, take a breath and look around you and make a decision right now rather than what you think it should have been or should be in the future based on your past recollections, and you can allow the possibility to be different, you're going to begin to start to access the higher fourth dimension leading into a fifth dimension. But if you hold on to this is the truth It's always going to be the truth. It's the only way it's possible. I guarantee you, you're going to have an uncomfortable experience in these coming years.
0: I hope that we can help other people that are like that. So as a healer, from a healer's perspective, you did mention it earlier where you just wait for a weakness and lift them up. That's part of it. But if you want to be a healer,
1: then heal yourself. See, the, the most powerful thing you can do right now as a healer is stop healing everybody else. Because when you start to look at it in certain terms, especially when you're not aware, many times your healing is nothing more than meddling. Now, I'm being hard here. I'm not being accurate, exactly. But many times I'm going to fix them because I'm a healer. How are you doing personally, healer? Well, I'm having a terrible time. I don't have enough money and nobody likes me. Oh, interesting. But you're going to come into my life and heal me? Yes, because I have a gift. The gift, if you even have one, is about healing yourself. So the reality is we are all healers. And healing other people with compassion and opportunity is a part of your service to others. The most powerful way you can be a healer is to basically put your light on your own candlestick so all in the house can begin to see how you demonstrate your reality so that I can seek you out and understand that vibration. It's a very different reality than a third-dimensional reality. One of the things that happens is when you begin to find this ability to have ease in well-being, and start to recognize I don't have to engage with or argue with everything that's around me. I can allow people to be on their path, and I can watch them, and when there is an opportunity where they can hear what I have to say, I'll say it. And many times, I might just offer a possibility knowing that they may or may not hear it, but I'm not invested in whether they hear it. I will lay that gem out in front of them, and if they can pick it up, wonderful. If they cannot, I'll just step back and watch for my next opportunity to lay in front of them the opportunity to increase their own well-being and then walk away because it doesn't matter how they got the information to take a step into their well-being. It just matters that they got the information. And when a healer can stop being invested in, well, I did that, I did that, I did that, I did that, when the healer can recognize you did nothing except hold the vibration that they could see and then match to find well-being in their own life. Having taught healing for 30-some years, what I've been very clear about is healer, heal thyself, and you'll become one of the more powerful healers on the planet.
0: In those other dimensions, the fifth dimension Will we see what's known as ETs or star beings in our field on other planets?
1: You you may not have to wait to the fifth dimension to see that, but in the essence of the question, there are fully Christed beings that have been that love you beyond your wildest imagination. The beings from the Pleiades, from Sirius, from Arcturus, from Andromeda, from Lyra, from the the Orion galaxies. These beings have been with you forever. These are evolving beings of consciousness in form. They are extraordinary beings for the most part. And, um, you know, you will see them when there is a collective consciousness that says, I'm ready to see them. Not a wish, not a hope, not a oh yeah, sure, I believe they're there, but a place where there is an alignment. The reality too is if you hold that awareness and quietness, you will have a relationship with many of them already. So this will come to pass and it will be an extraordinary time. It may come before the shift is at a point of really understanding the shift is very present and very real based on external affairs. It may come much after that, but so I'm not a predictor in terms of when that consciousness is going to begin to make itself available. But what I will say is it will make itself available when clearly there is enough willingness to accept uh, their presence. In a higher dimension, fifth dimension reality, There is so much possibility. Um, It's not imaginable from the place that we're just pretty much having this conversation, though.
0: Instant manifestation. And much more. It's exciting, and I want to thank you for being here today. Let's talk briefly about some of your webinars and training that you do. Your website, www.masteringalchemy.com. The business
1: model I have is to give away as much as possible for free. And the much as possible is information like this, but it's tools, it's applications, it's skills. That's what we teach. We also teach three particular levels of work that are available to people who really wish to um, know themselves. But um, because this shift is happening so rapidly, many of the free lectures, um, that we give um, are in series. We just finished an eight-part tool series that are very substantive tools that are taught out of the level one and level two work. The, the reason being is I know I'm never going to see all the people that listen to me just talk like this. and I, And so if I can give them skills and tools and applications, the world's a better place. If they, if they choose to become more in-depth and masterful, there's three sets of classes that are available, and the third set predominantly is taught by myself and the Archangels on a weekly basis with no end in sight.
0: Wonderful. So visit www.masteringalchemy.com. Jim Sell, thank you so much for being here. It's been my pleasure, and wow, what another eye-opener, mind-blowing conversation. Thank you. Great. Lauren, thank you for having me. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends so we can get this important information out to the world. This program is supported by donations by listeners like you. Your support allows us to bring you fresh information that is empowering, inspiring, and uplifting. It's also information you won't find so commonly in mainstream media please visit AcousticHealth.com. Thank you for your support, and I now leave you with music from the universe. This music was literally created by the universe as mathematical equations were assigned to musical notes. The result is this beautiful music.